Welcome, welcome, welcome to the I Speak Fizbo podcast, where we pull back the curtain from the real estate industry and expose everything they don't want you to know. We share tips, tricks, myths, and truths to fight against outdated real estate traditions so you can sell your home for top dollar without having to pay a dime in commission or sacrifice your time. It's time for homeowners to take back the power and break up the monopoly. This is the I Speak Fizbo Podcast, and this is your host, Josh Knox. Hey everybody, what's up? It's Josh with the I Speak Fizzbill podcast and today I wanted to talk to you in this episode about the best way that you can prepare for an appraisal. So once you right, have prepared your house and marketed your house and shown it to buyers and the buyers made you an offer and they are moving through, through their process to complete the sale of the home, right? They They've done their home inspection and that went according to plan. And so now they're moving forward with their financing. And part of that financing requires that they get an appraisal. And this this is debatable in the industry. But I think and my experience has been that you can prepare well for an appraisal um, so that things go in your favor. Now, it's is it necessary in absolutely every market? No. Um, but even in hot markets, even in hot seller markets where there's plenty of homes that are moving quickly, that are going above list price when it comes to a bidding war, when there are things that like that that are happening, I have still seen appraisals come in under um, a contract price. And oftentimes there's nothing we can do as home sellers and even as professionals in the real estate industry to um, impact that price a ton, right? Because uh, appraisals are an art and a science, right? They're going to pull the same data that you pulled to price your house, but they could pull, and I should say they're going to pull the same types of data, right? They're going to be looking for comparable homes uh, to your home. Now, you may have seen some different homes than they see. Uh, it's the nature of pulling data um, from multiple sources. So you're going to be pulling it from, you know, Zillow and current agent uh, and broker websites to see what is active. Uh, you're also going to be pulling it, like I said, from Zillow to see what has been sold in your area. But the reality is, is we're all different human beings and we all look at the world through different glasses. And even if we're using the same set of circumstances, uh, the same data points, right? The number of bedrooms, the square footage, where the house is located in relation to your house, the comparable that is, uh, how long ago it sold, all of that becomes subjective when a completely different individual is looking at it. However, having said all of that, you can prepare properly for an appraisal. So the best thing that you can do, and we'll just go down the list here, the best thing that you can do is just not be there. There's no need for you to uh, be at the house during the appraisal, just like you wouldn't be there for the inspection. You'll set a time for the appraiser to come by. You'll grant them access, whether that's you know a lockbox that you've put on the property or however you decide to get them into the home. Um, you shouldn't be there. There's no need for the, you to follow them around to try and influence them that way. 
you can simply do um, a few other things. So number one, right, is don't be there. Number two is make sure the house is very clean, just as if you were showing it to a new buyer. Because the better perception that you can provide to somebody, the better off you're going to be. Um, it, it's just part of the human psyche that when people see things that are nice and tidy and clean, that the assumption is, is that other things in the house that probably are behind the walls or under the floors are, have also been taken care of because the house has been well taken care of, right? Now, that doesn't mean if you don't have a squeaky floor, you're going to have to immediately fix that squeaky floor. You, you likely would have done that before you even listed the house, right? And that's just one example. What I'm simply saying is, is the cleaner your house is, the more the the more upkept it is as if you were showing it to a new potential buyer, the better off you're going to be. So one and two, don't be there is number one. Number two, uh, keep it clean. Now, I have found this to be beneficial um, and you're not trying to influence anybody. You're simply providing the information that you found, right? Um, I have gone through the list of homes that I found as comparables for the property simply printed them off and left them on a counter on the counter uh, in the kitchen where it's easy to see right so if the counter is completely decluttered and free of everything else you can simply leave a note that said these were the comparables that we used to come to the list price on the property and therefore we're able to get a contract price that's it you don't have to say anything else you can simply uh, print off those listings if it's from zillow just print the screen and show them where you where you found the sold properties that, that you felt were the closest to yours as a comparable value. If you ended up paying um, a licensed real estate agent to give you a CMA, uh, which I recommend, I mean, you can, sp you can spend 50 to to $100 and get a real quality CMA uh, from a licensed agent. And uh, if you've done that, then you could leave that on the counter. This is the CMA we paid for. Uh, by a licensed agent to get us to our list price and therefore a contract price on the property. You're simply showcasing that you did your due diligence to price the property. You didn't just throw a number out there for anybody to grab a hold of. Um, and, and it shows the appraiser that they're going to, that you've gone through the same process that they're going to go through. Now they may not necessarily always agree with the exact comps you choose, the comparable properties you choose, but it does show you went through the process to do it. And that's what's important. And then finally, I would put a list of all the upgrades that you made to the house over time. You don't put price points to them. There's no need for that because it's not going to make a difference to the appraiser. Just put what's been upgraded and the year that it was upgraded, right? So if you uh, had to put a new roof on, you put a new roof on and this was the year that we put it on. If you had to put um, any new other components in the house, right? Hot water heaters, heating and air conditioning systems. Um, if you upgraded electrical or plumbing, if you upgraded bathrooms, right? If you upgraded flooring, um, if you upgraded countertops, you can list those things in the years that you made those upgrades in. Again, you're not going to put values to them because it's not going to make a difference whether you spent you know, $10 on your flooring per square foot or $5 to the appraiser. It's just not going to matter. What's going to matter is that you made an effort to improve the property. That's what you're conveying to the appraiser. And that's what's important so that they can see that the house was again, well cared for and properly upgraded because there's also such a thing as um, over upgrading a property. 
and you don't want to do that either, um, just in general. So that's a side note for anything that you're going to do with real estate. You don't want to move into a neighborhood where houses are $400,000 or, or maybe $350,000 and, and put, you know, like granite absolutely in, in every bathroom and you got granite showers or you have marble showers, or you've got gold plated faucets and stuff, or, you know, you're doing things that just don't necessarily fit into the neighborhood um, because you're, you end up investing money that you, you just aren't going to recoup down the road. Um, it's just called, it's called the law of substitution. And so you don't want to over upgrade. So anyways, that's just a side note. So again, when you're, when you've got a list of things there for the appraiser to see that have been upgraded without values added to them, um, you don't need to tell them how much you spent, then that's a, that's a benefit to the appraiser. So I would put that right next to the list of comparables that I use to price the property. And that should get you uh, set up to have a good experience with the appraisal. Does it guarantee you that the appraisal will absolutely come in at the contract price? No, it doesn't. Um, but if you already went through all your due diligence to price the property well, um, according to you know the competition in the marketplace, according to the sold comparables, um, and you got buyers coming through your door and then you got a legitimate written offer, you know, at your list price, or maybe even a little bit above, then the likelihood of the appraisal coming in at the value on the contract price is very good. Um, and so you're just helping it. You're just helping the appraiser see that you've done your due diligence on your end to, to get to that, uh, point in time. And you're simply trying to get them to agree with you on their official appraisal report. So those are the things that you can do to prepare for an appraisal. I think they're worthwhile. I've had good experience with them personally in the past on properties that I have sold for clients. Um, and, and that happened in any type of market, whether it was um, in a really down market where I was specializing in short sales or whether it was in an up market um, where the where the properties were going very quickly. So um, as always, I hope that's helpful to you and I hope to see you on the next podcast.